How's it going, going, everybody? This is Ed Clay. I am here with Melanie Sinclair, and we are the Freedom Cartel. Yeah. <laughs> you and your native tan. Me and my native tan. Melanie, what's going on? How you been? Yeah, I'm not as good as you. You've been laying out in the sun. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Been, uh, been at the beach in Costa Rica, and it's been very, very lovely, you know, very lovely. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah, everything's been doing good, I guess. Just watching all this uh, monstrosity go down with the sequestration, listening to Obama lie, lie, lie. <laughs> you know, the scare tactics that they like to use. Um, it's pretty pathetic, actually. And, you know, I, I think people really need to kind of do their own research on sequestration and and uh, so they're able to call the bluff of the of the president you know the 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 kind of the punishments that they're trying to inflict on the american populace versus the cuts that they could actually do like i don't know if you remember the you know doing all the testing on shrimp on a treadmill i mean you know those sort of little things that the government spends money on. I, I didn't hear this. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Trip on a treadmill. Come That's on, interesting. It's it's a very needed piece of information. We need to know how a shrimp does on a <laughs> on a treadmill, right? I mean, there's just so many things that they can cut, and they're trying to cut in different areas that would affect the populace to punish the populace. And I think that that becomes a very uh, sticky situation with the relationship between the American citizens and the federal government. So, um, what is sequestration? Uh, by definition, sequestration is, quote-unquote, a legal writ authorizing a sheriff or commissioner to take into custody the property of a defendant who is in a contempt until the orders of a court are complied with. The word is derived from British law and amounts to the act of taking someone's property until a debt has been paid, which, if you actually think about that, if you look at some of the things that they are cutting, um, for example, oh, well, because we're going to not be able to, you know, spend more money, then, you know, you just can't go into Yellowstone Park. You know, we just don't have enough people uh, because you can't be trusted to go and look at the, the, the pretty scenery. And so we're just going to have to, like, take that from you until we figure out what's going on. Um, you have something on there about uh, the TH, um, the TSA, um, how, how many uniforms that did they order? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know if you still had that piece of paper. Well, they, they spent uh, 50 <clears throat> million dollars on uh actually i think that uh you had, had it i think he handed it over to you oh did he end up hand- yeah right okay it's 50 million dollars uh to for uniforms for the tsa and they did it on the eve on, on new year's eve here it is tsa is absurd 50 million dollars sequester eve deal new uniforms it says the impending sequester did not prevent the tsa from acting in late February, to seal a $50 million deal to purchase new uniforms for its agents, uniforms that will be partly manufactured in Mexico. Huh. Yeah, you got to support that Mexican economy, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Napolitano 
warned Americans we are already seeing the effect on the ports of entry, the big airports, for example. Uh, some of them have had very long lines this week. And hey, oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I, I was just in the I, airport. <laughs> yeah, I was just there yesterday, and I was so thrilled at uh, the speed of customs we flew through it was one of the fastest customs experiences ever <laughs> you should know because you're always going in and out of uh the country and stuff so. yes and i was expecting a uh you know a longer wait in customs but uh there was also a uh, uh tsa line uh was not that bad it, we i had to wait about 45 minutes and for miami that's about average it probably was a little bit more than than normal but it, it wasn't that bad and you have to think about this um, the government employees aren't aren't happy about these supposed cuts, even though they're not cuts. But they they're they're drinking the Kool Aid and, and believing they are. They're they're not not happy with it. So when you have these things in place, they are not working near as hard as they could. They're wanting to slow everything down. They're saying, okay, we're gonna go slower because you're not giving us what what you want. Punish like, the people. Yeah, like you're owed something. Oh, look, you really need us. Actually, you, you need us more than you really need us. You know, like it, it's it's bogus. It's uh, it's yeah, typical human nature for government employees. Also, not that you know all government employees are bad by any means, but I think it's it's typical human nature for for government employees to not want to work as hard when certain things are being cut. You know, to to show their importance, to show all the things that they're doing well in the cbsnews.com the sequester you know question and answer it also goes on to say in the u.s budget laws allow the executive branch to undo congressional appropriations with small across the board spending cuts in its current use sequestration amounts to 1.2 trillion dollars in across the board government spending cuts scheduled to occur over the next decade which really is what it's doing it's preventing the government from growing any further so those cuts instead of cutting where it would actually make sense they're just cutting in ways to punish the american people kind of like these the master and the slave and the master's cracking the whip and you know, being very abusive towards uh, the American people in order to punish them for something that's really, that was in their control. They they could have, you know, made the cuts, you know, no need to know how shrimp do on a treadmill, really. I mean, there are a lot of little cuts that they can make um, in order to uh, prevent this from happening. So how did the spending cuts uh, come about? In August 2011, lawmakers fought over raising the debt ceiling, which is the government's borrowing limit. Republicans would not agree to increase the debt ceiling unless there was a plan to immediately reduce the nation's debt. Uh, to end the impasse, Congress and President Barack Obama agreed to the Budget Control Act, which is you know another one of those ABCs, BCA, which allowed for an additional $2.4 trillion in borrowing in exchange for a similar amount of deficit reduction over the next decade. Of that amount, $900 billion was to be achieved through spending caps affecting all government functions outside of entitlement programs. So uh, with the sequestration, um, as we saw, we saw the SNL video. What did you think? I thought that the SNL, it says a lot 
to me anyway if SNL is actually making fun of Obama on sequestration because he really ran around the flagpole and, you know, was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, everybody's going to lose their job. And he really, you know, he screamed fire where there was no fire. Uh, The only fire he has is the fact that somebody cut his credit card until uh, he can, you know, he and his Congress uh, buddies can uh, come up with some idealistic cuts, which there goes again. If you look at the things that they are actually spending on, we have Obama DHS purchases 2,700 light armored tanks to go with their 1.6 billion bullet stockpile. So they you know, have all this money to spend on armament to arm themselves against the American citizens, but they're going to punish the American citizens by closing down state parks and you know, taking away in, in different shape, ways, and forms. I It just is absolutely uh, ridiculous in the fact that they can't come up, which, you know, if you just listen to, like, John Stossel alone, John Stossel, you know, had, uh, you know, a whole list of things that the government could actually cut and things could, you know, uh, be good. Um and so they're really not playing fair. It's almost like they're completely trying to drain the taxpayers. I mean, if you look at it, it's really only like 40% of the American citizens are actually paying taxes. I would like to say it's a lot less than that. Most of the figures I've seen uh, written have been around um, 40%. Um, I have some seen some that are a little higher. I don't believe the higher ones. I would say it's more the fact that there are probably less taxpayers. So you have very few taxpayers that are actually paying for the existence of, you know, 60% of the American population along with the rest of the world. And there comes to a point in time where the taxpayers need a break from this, from this spending that he is doing. Well, I mean, if if you look at, if you look at the... 5% across the board to proposed increases and the the hoopla and the horns that are being sounded going off and what that really does for the psyche because I was out of town for eight days and I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, what does this exactly mean? I I didn't really study it. You know, I I understood in the past that when they're talking about budget cuts, they're talking about budget cuts to proposed increases, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the uh, 5% cuts across the board are just to propose increases. And when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's what they're actually talking about. They're not even talking about a real cut. They're you know? not. Yeah, it's, it's their future spending that they're cutting. Yeah, so it's just a, it's just another joke. I wish the, the American people could, could know about what's going on. Um, another thing that the CBSnews.com says, how much will be cut in 2013? The sequester would cut government spending by an average of $109 billion over the next 10 years. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That needs to be happening anyway without sequestration. It's the fact that we've actually gotten to sequestration in order for this to actually take place is the saddest part about this whole ordeal. The other sad part about it is the fact that Obama's running around, you know, screaming fire where there is no fire. 
But the last-minute fiscal cliff deal included cuts of $24 billion for 2013. So in the remaining seven months of this fiscal year, the government must come up with $85 billion in cuts. So, I mean, that should be easy. That should be a no-brainer in the cuts. But these are really cuts in the future spending. These are these are the their plans. We're going to like spend the taxpayer money and we're going to borrow more money from China and we're going to just we got all these big plans and we're going to have more American citizens become employees of the government so we can threaten them if they don't vote our way then they have no job, they have no food, they have nothing. This is what the sequestration is preventing. It is actually a good thing. I would love to see a government cut uh, shutdown. I'm um, not saying that it needs like shut down like you know for a year or anything like that, but I, I would like to see a shutdown like once a month. I mean, it would save you know billions of dollars if they would do that. So you know, I don't know. Sequestration, good thing, yes. Bad thing, no. Anytime you can you know you can make the the spending of the federal government smaller only helps the economy it only helps the taxpayers and for those people out there who don't pay any taxes and actually get a tax you know check refund in the mail your opinion really doesn't matter at this point in time until you start having to shuck out of your pocket you know really i don't think you really get a vote on how bad things are so you know that's just kind of the way I feel about the sequestration. And then you also got to look at this government that's trying to arm themselves against us. They gave Egypt like $350 million just like last week or, you know, two weeks ago. They had $250 million to give to the Egyptian government, but they don't have $250 million to give to the American citizens. I have a problem with that. I, I feel like it's kind of gone, you know, way out of control. I mean, when they're willing to give over money that we don't have, continue to put us in further in debt to give foreign aid to countries that want to slaughter us all, and they want to slaughter us all because they keep shipping our soldiers over there and killing their innocent, you know, people with drones and whatnot. I mean, this has gotten to the point where it's madness. It's insanity, and it doesn't make sense anymore, and it's becoming dangerous. So, you agree? You're kind of looking at me like I'm like a foreign alien. <laughs> oh, no, I, I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's a completely jacked-up system, and, the, you know, with, with the, the way budget cuts and the cuts to proposed increases are going along... Uh, it is. It's frustrating with the idea that the people don't know that these cuts aren't even real cuts; that they're just cuts to propose increases. So it's just a jacked up system all the way around. I really wish there was something, some way to get the information out. Well, I mean, there is. Um, uh, there, there. I mean, there, there, there is. It's the, called the media, but the media has been bought, paid, and sold, and. Um, one of the things I learned as a child was that the media was communist. It was communism. You could not tr- you could not trust what the media had to say because there is always a government entity that is molding and shaping the media, you know, with its agenda. 
And with everything that's been going down, especially with our Second Amendment rights, you know, we can look at just alone, the state of Tennessee alone, uh, you can see that the media is uh, in bed with the Republicans as well as the Democrats. I don't believe a word Boehner says. Boehner has no balls. They were, I don't know when they were chopped off, but they were chopped off a long time ago. Um, You know, a lot of the pro-Constitution people uh, have been accused of being not team players because they're not willing to get, you know, further in bed with the federal government. And so right now we have nobody representing uh, the constitutionalists of the United States. And when we are this in debt to China, as far as we know, it's just to China. It could be to Russia. I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, we don't know what, who exactly, completely and solely are we in debt to. But when you have to go borrow money to pay for your stuff, I mean, that's Dave Ramsey 101. Cut the credit card. Cut it up. And that's what sequestration not really does, but it prevents, it's kind of the, your limit. You know, on your credit card, you can't spend any further. You can't grow any further. Because you have no more money, you haven't come to a solution on the debt ceiling and the debt crisis. You know, you got to figure out your game, and it automatically goes into effect when this happens. And this is something that should have happened a long time ago. Um, The the cuts are, uh, you know, all, and I don't, you know, I don't mind taking care of our mentally ill, our physically ill, and our elderly. I think you should do that. Just as a Christian, just as a, even if forget Christian, Christianity, just as a human being, you should want to take care of the defenseless in that way. Everybody else needs to get off their, you know, rear and go get a job. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not what we have. We have a very small percentage of the population in this country that's paying for the existence of other people. And the government is expanding its its employee database and it becomes very dangerous when you rely on your income to come from a government because then when you don't see eye to eye your paycheck becomes the uh the pawn if you don't vote the way we think you should vote guess what well you have to look at also how what taxation really is uh, all the way around slavery. Yeah, but it's slavery. It's theft. Uh, I mean, basically, you have armed thugs who can come to your door, put you in handcuffs, um, take the money out of your bank account, throw you in a jail cell, lock you know, lock you up, not let you out, and <clears throat> any other. Any other time or place, that would be theft. But because it is the government doing it, they're allowed to. They can basically just do what they want without any repercussion. I mean, it's the, it's the same idea as the too-big-to-fail thing, the banks that are just too big to fail. It's like, you know, I'm all for going after a lot of these people that are defrauding people on a lower level. Absolutely. But, I mean, let's look at the big criminals. The big criminals are these big banks that are, quote, too big to fail. They're playing in the billions and billions of dollars. And so they have super high stakes, and they don't really care who they hurt uh, while doing it. They could wreck a whole financial system that ends up 
uh, you know, making millions of people starve and ends up causing wars and all of this stuff. Uh, but they're so greedy, they just they just don't care. So those are the type of things that you look at and you get to at the highest levels. And the idea of why power really does corrupt. Power does corrupt. Uh, the more power you get, the more corrupt you get. And the the whole government system of taxation and, and thinking that, oh, this is voluntary. This isn't voluntary. There's nothing voluntary about taxes. It's involuntary. You're not volunteering your money. I mean, the, if you don't pay, you go to prison. If you don't pay, they uh, take your assets. It's just how it is. So It's called due process. Exactly. So I, I, don't, I don't buy this whole... This whole thing that's been being uh, spat ass. Actually, it's not due process. It's um, the Thirteenth Amendment that allows them to lock you up, and <clears throat> otherwise, it would be considered slavery. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would be considered slavery. Yeah, well, but the- we are debt slaves. I mean, we're <laughs> born into somewhere around what fifty three thousand dollars in in debt for every person now uh, that's born. Um, we're, we're we're born with debt. We're we're born with a burden to pay back to a higher power. They're trying to make government God. They're trying to make you know government uh, our master, and we are uh, the slaves. You know we can have a good life if we follow what the master says, and we do what the master says. The master would rather us be on welfare and being obedient little. Uh, human beings uh, than to pay uh, or the, you know then to go and work hard and try to try to create a successful life well our government actually goes in when they borrow money from like China they place a bounty on every American citizen's head they guarantee that it, when it, every child is born in the United States that your worth the amount of money that you will produce in a lifetime will pay back the money that they are borrowing. But then you take a look at actually the amount of people that actually pay taxes in this country. It's you know less than half of the amount of citizens in this country. So how are you able to go and say that this other 60, 50, I'll give them 50%, uh, the ones that are not paying taxes, how can they go up and say, okay, these people are going to produce? Well, maybe it's because they're going to go out and purchase the products of the producers. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure quite how that is legal or legitimate. I know that if I were making wages like that, that um, I would be a poor person <laughs> in debt by trillions, which is part of the problem. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just have to say that the sequestrations are a joke. It is, I mean, the sequestration itself is a good thing in the fact that it's protecting the American economy from further damage from the Republicans as well as from the Democrats. Both, we just have got to just, everybody just have got to understand that the Republicans are just as much for big government as the Democrats. The Democrats like to execute big government in one way. The Republicans like to execute it in another way. There's really not much difference between the two. Maybe one's war is an economic, uh, you know, war, um, a, um, you know, war in a different country in order to get, you know, mineral rights or whatnot. 
And then another on the Democrat side, their war is probably with the environment. So either way, you, you slice the cake there both for big government and for the big government to control people, and especially with their constitutional rights. So we were talking earlier about, let's move off the sequestration and talk about the 3D guns. Yes, that's very interesting. I mean, that's really, uh, if, so basically what we have is a printable 3D gun. You can, you have to have a 3D printer, which you say is probably around $4,000 to own this printer. Well, yeah, it, it, it was a few thousand dollars. I'm not sure the exact uh, cost right now as uh, as the the guy was saying I think it was it was Cody Wilson was that his name Cody Wilson yeah as Cody Wilson was saying that the the price will inevitably go down as the demand goes up so uh, you know I uh, yeah but it's a few thousand dollars for this printer and you know I had never uh, even looked into the 3d printing world it's very interesting I mean 3d printing is it's quite amazing. We saw that person making a wrench set with his 3D printer. Uh, and I guess this is hard, super hard plastic type stuff. Well, what they said that they do is that they use an ABS like material. And so it's. What is that? Um, not sure, but I think it's that hard plastic, kind of like what you use. Um, I don't know. You don't have any kids, but they have a hard plastic that they make a lot of these toys out of <laughs> that you could, like, literally, you could bop somebody upside the head and kill them with it. Very, very hard plastic. Um, and, but they said it was ABS-like. So, it, obviously, it's not ABS material, but it's a, comes a, it's a liquid form. So, it pours the this liquid form into plastic um, and and so it's very flexible as it starts to dry and then they come back and put on some other um, material um, that makes it harden into a hard plastic so basically you could virtually cut out your own gun I think we decided minus the springs um, everything else you is is pretty much printable uh, and it cuts it out, and so, like you said, we saw the the tools, the wrenches that were being made. So they put this material that hardens it and makes it into a hard, hard plastic. But the bottom line on that is, is that they're undetectable. Yes, and uh, you know, for instance, uh, there's going to be no serial numbers, no anything. I mean, just imagine. And and for those of you who don't know what a 3D printer is, it's it's <clears throat> it's a pretty big printer. It's not like a a small little home printer. It's a pretty big printer, but like a refrigerator. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you put you put the design in the in the printer, and it uh, and you can download the design. Like this kid, uh, so there was like fifty nine thousand downloads so far for his uh, for his magazine. So you can print out a magazine or a gun or anything from. A printer the size of a refrigerator it basically the, the machine goes over it looks kind of like a, a regular printer as far as how it's how it's going except it's yeah. actually making a design it's 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 amazing it's the future i think i mean yeah you, know, you can do wrenches you could do i mean i'm sure there's gonna be a, a endless i'm sure there's gonna be a car you know a hard plastic car i mean they used to make they made a car out of hemp uh, i'm sure they could figure out a way to uh, make a car out of a 3d printer but I mean that stuff's amazing. It it is the it is the future and it's a game changer because no longer can they keep uh firearms out of the hands of 
of the world. Uh, no longer can we be sure that tyranny is going to win. You know, I, I started to think that tyranny was going to win. There's no, you know, nothing we can do uh, if they, you know, confiscate the guns. That's the that's the final battle. But God a bless Cody Wilson. Oh my gosh, the printer changes everything. They can they can make a gun out of you know from uh, <clears throat> downloading something off their computer. Just push print. And it's done. And right now, the technology's in its infancy. I mean, you got to understand that. It's like at the very, very beginning. But, I mean, I think 10 years from now, the kind of firearms they can create from this, it's going to be incredible. Well, which we talked about, they can do ARs as well as handguns, uh, minus the spring. And so that's probably where they're going to end up <laughs> trying to control all that. But quite frankly, <clears throat> I, I think there's so many different types of springs Anyway, that you can find generally in your house that it mm-hmm. wouldn't be hard to, to, to be able to overcome that one. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to make, and the possibilities are endless. I mean, and there's some dangers, too. I mean, society will have to to choose what they do with it. Could, could it be dangerous? Absolutely. Uh, somebody has a 3D printer in their house, and, you know, they're, they have bad intentions, and they make a bunch of guns. Sure, it's it's very dangerous, but at the same time, I mean, guns are so easy to get right now. They always have been, and it's not like they crim- always will be. Yeah, they always this. will be, and it's not like the criminals have have had a hard time getting them. It has nothing to do with their legality. Criminals buy guns illegally. So, uh, but no, there's there's definitely some some hurdles to overcome, and there's some moral issues that you know society has to deal with and has to to figure out you know what's right. Um, the reality, though, is you can't stop it. It's um, it it is my it might be one of the most powerful things of our lifetime. The fact that we can print out a firearm, we can print it, and I know what you know. Most people are thinking print like paper. It's not that. It's they're printing out. It's <laughs> a paper gun. They're printing out a a gun. It's a really hard type, plastic looking thing. I don't have the details yet. I, I actually saw this interview with this uh this kid uh last night i was watching uh, a glenn beck interview and i had not seen it and it just blew my mind so i started looking up 3d printers and what's involved and all that stuff and i still don't have a good grasp i would like someone who's an expert to actually explain it to me that way i can kind of get it maybe see one operating you know and things like that but it's very interesting it's very uh it's kind of gives you hope that that they won't be able to you know confiscate guns, uh, or they won't you know they won't be able to do it. And I thought that was very interesting that uh, Cody Wilson said that it must be free, and which just shows you, um, I don't know the the, the patriotism uh, behind this kid's idea. He could he could so walk away with you know billions of dollars with this i would imagine i mean if he if he were to to sell the whole technology and whatnot well he just gave it away i mean it's not really it's he figured out the first design to do it there's gonna be a lot of people who do that in the future i don't think i would have been one one that to be pulling the trigger the first go around you know test fire (laughs) you should see him him fire it they shot it over 600 times it was incredible i mean that thing is awesome it's so funny because they got the, the music behind. It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, yeah. like and you see the machine pop, 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 pop. It's nonstop, like 600 rounds, you know. And you'll see them change the cartridge, and they're having a good time. But, yeah, it, it's it's uplifting. 
I, it's good to know that there's people that are resisting, you know, the resisting the the, the tyranny. And uh, I'm sure I, I wonder what the government's response to this is going to be. I wonder if they're freaking out. You know, the fact that yeah, that fifty nine thousand people them. downloaded a a uh, a gun. All they got to do is push print on their three D printer, and it makes it for them. I mean, that's huge. Of course, these three D printers are are more expensive, and like like we said earlier, that you know, price will eventually go down, just like regular printers. You know, you can buy a regular paper printer at uh, you know Office Max or wherever Walmart for what thirty bucks. It's cheap. It used to be very expensive. So price will go down. Uh, it's like a big screen TV. <clears throat> I mean, exactly. When, when the LCDs it. and when those first came out, they were thousands of dollars. You got it. Yeah. So it'll be. Uh, It'll be interesting. I want to. I want to look into getting one though, and see what, see what can't be made. I, I don't know about uh, making firearms. Party at Ed's house. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't know the laws. I'd talk to my attorney and see what all the laws are and all that stuff. But I think that I mean beyond just firearms, three D printing, it, it really sounds like a cool technology that you know you, you would want to be on the forefront of and, and figuring out you know what's you know what what is possible. Is it can still considered a gun if it's in plastic? Yeah, I mean it's got a metal barrel. I don't think they'll be able to change the the uh, the metal barrel, you know. But uh, I'm surprised because there are a lot of these plastics that are just. They're, I mean, I I guess it. I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I mean, to fire the bullet through there, it would melt it to just enough where it could make it too dangerous to to do it. But you know, I don't know. I just think that it's absolutely fabulous uh, for to have guns that's undetectable um, by uh, the Department of Homeland Security, by your stores, by you know whomever is searching for you know your Second Amendment right. And um, touche to uh, Cody Wilson. Hats off. I think that that is awesome. Uh, and. I guess we just have to wait for the wealthy to go and buy these printers to, <laughs> to like the like the big screen TVs and make them cheaper, uh, so as the little people can actually afford to have these. But that would be just really cool. I'm, I'm going to go print myself a gun today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But just think about what damage it would do to places like Home Depot or Lowe's, where you could actually make your own tools as opposed to having to go and and buy them. How much did he say that the materials cost per gun? I it's thought like he said it was about a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I, I gotta look. I gotta look that up and and kind of uh, and and see what that's you know what that's about. But yeah, I mean you could just you know print you thirty guns a day. You know, I mean it's like it, it's a game changer for you know for arms. Now of course you'd much rather have a real firearm, uh, metal firearm. Uh, would you? Um, I mean, like he, he was saying too, you know, it, it might only work one time, but that one time is a lot more than none, especially when, uh, you know, when when you need to resist. But I mean, it is a game changer because you could easily arm a population within a day. <laughs> I mean, we're printing a thousand guns a day for what three hundred sixty-five days a year. You did an extra three hundred sixty-five thousand. Uh, you know, you get couple thousand people doing that well i mean what they say like fifty thousand people are already downloaded the yeah fifty nine thousand if all of them had a if all of them had a printer uh or a you know a 3d printer they could they could pull it off let's see i've got my calculator out we're gonna see what so fifty nine thousand times what 
365. Mm-hmm. Well, 365 days, yeah. That would be 215,350,000 guns in a year. Wow. That's pretty wicked right there. That's if everybody that had downloaded it actually made a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Every day. Every every day of 365 days. 215,350,000. Boy, that would just make DHS so pissed. <laughs> yeah, <you think? laughs> yeah, it would. Absolutely. So, I mean, is there any way to detect plastics? I mean, do they have, I mean, I guess they would end up training, like, bomb-sniffing dogs to be able to, you know, basically to sniff out plastics. Is I, I You know, because they do plastic explosives, right? But they're, I guess they're pretty much, when they do that, they're, they're smelling the, um, the, the ammo part of it. Anyway, yeah, so and we also want to talk about a little bit about the drones. We got some drone issue here. Drone to drone, drone, drone. Yes, we do. Um, so it, it turns out that the drones that are going to be flying over the United States, uh, specifically right now the ones patrolling the borders. Uh, Imagine that. Yeah, they have capabilities to see if a citizen is armed or not, so... The drones that are flying over the skies are going to be able to tell if you have a gun or not, which for most of you, it's probably not that big of a deal. For, you know, about 10% of the United States, we have a major problem with that. We don't want the government spying on us constantly. I mean, so that means that they could probably look inside the house. Well, I think they've already been able to do and that see if anyway. if you have a gun. Oh, well, yeah. I think can. they do that with helicopters. Unless yeah, maybe. Well, you've been saying for a while with cash, they can tell how much cash that you have. Yeah, they the the, the magnetic strip that's in your your. If you pull out a wall a, a bill <clears throat> and look into it, you can see a magnetic strip, and they can basically flash a you know a radar kind of gun looking thing at your house and count up, you know, all the money you have in your house. So yeah, so it, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that they are able to do this. I mean, but it is actually. In a way, very, I don't know, um, I don't know, just kind of violating. Right, absolutely. Oh, I don't, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, you know, that kind of thing uh, without a, a good solution is, is the end of the Second Amendment. And not that, not that uh, the progressives see the need of a Second Amendment or see the need to defend ourselves against a crazy government, but, you know, it is getting out of control. And I'm, you know, I'm not so sure that there's some kind of massive conspiracy. I'm not positive about that. I think that there's there's some craziness going on right now, though. And, um, you know, we have to really, really watch what we're doing very closely because it could be taken away from us in a, in a quick instance. And, uh, you yeah. know, we have to respect that and respect that, you know, as a society, as a, as a people, that we are meant to be free and independent. And we're supposed to have our free will. You know, that's why a free market works. And, uh, you know, does that mean that we, we, if we had the option to be free people, that we would just start killing everybody and doing all this horrible stuff? No, absolutely not. But it, it does mean that we should believe in people enough to think that we can, that we can live based on free will and based on, you know, not judging others for the things that they do, even though we might not agree with them. 
Yeah, the whole, go, kind of going a little bit from drones to these 2,700 light armored tanks that our government, you know, with the, all the sequestration and debt, do we really have money to be purchasing these things, you know, because quite frankly, it's, you can tell that it's far against American citizens. But if you did the math on that and you divided it down to uh, how many tanks per state, it would be 54 tanks per state at 2,700. So it's kind of getting a little creepy out there. So maybe these plastic guns are uh, coming at a good time. You know, maybe they are the saving grace uh, to the whole tyranny, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Well, Melanie, thank you. I'm excited about this whole 3D gun thing. Uh, we actually might do a show later on this week. Sounds good and, to me. Uh, pop some more information out there. Maybe we can get this uh, Cody Wilson guy uh, on for interviewing and hear what he has to say. That would be cool. All right. Well, we are Freedom Cartel, www.freedomcartel.net. That's www.freedomcartel.net. And what planet are we on? We are on Mars. Ed Clay, Melanie Sinclair. Adios. There was a story told a thousand years ago that the oppressed will break their shackles, then take control. 